0: Anyways, this is all testimony. And, you know, the thing about testimony is testimony isn't just for warring on behalf of people who are going through something that you've been through. Testimony is so that you can war for yourself whenever you're going through something that, and you've forgotten what he's done. You know, that's the testimony drives the enemy out. It just drives the enemy out. It doesn't just drive the enemy out of people's lives, other people's lives. It drives them out of yours. You know, the thing about our life is that it's hard it's extremely hard and it's, there's really not a lot of times what I've, what I'm finding and maybe it's just my path, but there's not a ton of time where it's not hard. And, uh, there are times when it's easy or laid back or whatever, but, you know, we go through plenty of times, even with all the, all that we've done and all the Lord's done in us where <clears throat> we don't understand what he's doing. We don't understand this new place we're in. And we feel like we're back at a place we've been delivered from. And, It gets frustrating and it gets scary again and it gets stressful again. And it's just the realities of life. And it's times like that when, when I'll go get, I'll go get this little thing and just read the testimonies and remember what he's done and just remember how good he's been and remember that there wasn't a day that we, that he didn't keep his promise. And the thing about his promises is that his promises that he'll provide food shelter and clothing if you'll seek first the kingdom it doesn't say car it doesn't say beach house it doesn't say you know 15th pair of shoes it just says food clothing shelter and so if you have food in your house not the food that you want to eat because you may not have the food that you want to eat but you probably still have a pantry full of stuff that you're saying that you don't want to eat which is why we say we don't have anything to eat It's not even that we don't have anything to eat. We just don't want to eat what we got. You know what I'm saying? If you got food in your pantry, if you got one pair of shoes, one shirt, one pair of shorts or pants, if you can clothe yourself and and you can sit somewhere and not get rained on, then he's done what he said he would do. And we just we just take him for granted so much and we have such high expectations and we and we believe we're entitled to so much more than that, that when we don't get everything we want, when we don't get everything we're looking for. Then we just start crying out and we start freaking out, we start stressing out and we just say, Lord, what are you doing in our lives? <clears throat> and I'm not any different. I'm just another human being, just like everybody else. And what he does is he says, hey, hey, son, why don't you go read a little bit about what I've done? And just remember what I've done. And I'll start reading these testimonies because they're all testimonies. I don't write down things he hasn't done yet. I only write down things that he's done. You know, there's um there's been a few things that have been promised to Lindsay and I recently, and they're not, I don't have a testimony about it until it's over. <laughs> I don't you can't testify about something God hasn't completed yet, and so that's not in here. So everything that I, everything that's in here, is literally a testimony. I must have brought, I probably wrote this in here before it happened, and then I just scribbled it out. So anyway, so I want to look at, um, I want to look at Deuteronomy, chapter eleven. So Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter eleven, um, they're getting ready to go in the promised land. If you if you read the New Test or the Old Testament, there's a few books. It, it, it may be confusing, but it almost sounds like they're saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over in different books, and they really are. But it's just different accounts, different people that have said it or written it. But this one, they're getting ready to go in the promised land, and the Lord's just telling them like, "Hey, listen, do whatever I say. Do whatever I say. Do whatever I say." This is what happens if you don't do whatever I say. This is what happens if you do whatever I say. But in the middle of these instructions, so chapter 11 is, um, there's a section in it called the blessings of obedience. And so the Lord just shares, if you'll obey me, this is what it'll be like for you. The very next chapter is, uh, it talks about, I'm pretty sure it's the warning. Oh, that's the place for 13 is a warning for disobedience anyways it doesn't matter chapter 11 this is chapter 11 verse um 18 starting verse 18 it says so commit yourselves hold to these words of mine tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders and then verse 19 it says teach them to your children Talk about them when you're at the house at the home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're on your gates, so that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. It says, Teach, teach them to your children. <clears throat> talk to them. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. And what the, the Lord is saying is tell the generations about me. Tell your sons and daughters about me. And it's and really, it's not just we're not just supposed to tell our children, but we are. The thing about testimony is everybody's going through something. Everybody's going through something. And we have something that we can speak into whatever they're going through that can shift everything about what they're going through. And so we got to be telling people, we have to be testifying. And then we got to tell our children. We do have to tell our children, And his testimonies. You know, I got a five-year-old. We adopted him, and about a year ago, we told him that he was adopted. And so, what we did is we testified. We just said, "Hey, Kendrick, guess what? Your mom wasn't able to carry a baby. She could have. She could get. Pre- she could have a baby inside of her, but it wouldn't live. And so, we started asking the Lord to give us a child." And he told us that he was going to do it. And we believed him. And then one day, a woman reached out to us, and she had a baby in her belly. And she asked us if we would be its parents. And so guess what, son? We prayed for a child, and the Lord said we would get one, and then he gave us one. And guess who it was? And he said, who, Dad? I said, it was you, son. You, you are the one that the Lord gave to us. And so we just testified and we're telling our little boy, this is who the Lord is. This is what the Lord has done. And now our, and now he's so, he's five. He's laid hands. He's five. We had a couple in our house and they wanted to adopt and they had been waiting a long time for it. And so we decided we were going to pray for him. And, and Kendrick, we said, Kendrick, would you mind praying for our friends? Because they want to adopt. And and so he said, sure, I'll pray for them. So he prayed for them. They got a call for a child in seven days. And so then we got to tell our son, hey, guess what? Kendrick, you prayed for this couple, for the Lord to give them the child they've been asking for. And he did it. You prayed and the Lord did it. And so we got to testify again. And so then... Three or four weeks ago, and I'm probably going to be talking about this for a while. <coughs> we were on our way to school, and, and Kendrick was, we were talking about siblings. And so we asked Kendrick if he, uh, you can go. He's listening to Okay. So we asked Kendrick if, um, well, he's, he was talking about one, a sibling. And so we said, well, have you asked Jesus about it? For a sibling and he said no and we said we'll just pray and ask him and so he just said jesus will you give me a brother or sister because i really want a brother or sister but i don't know how you sound yet so i don't know what, what you're going to say and we just said well just just say in jesus name and we'll help you to learn what he sounds like but we were like kendrick you already know what he sounds like because you tell us Jesus said this all the time. <clears throat> so he prayed. And then seven days later, we got a phone call and there was a little girl that needed a family. And now Kendrick has a sister. And so now we get to testify to our son and tell our son, look, look what the Lord has done. Kendrick, look what the Lord has done. And then we brought this little girl to our home and and we're, we're beginning the adoption process with her. And, and we're telling her because she's not heard about what the Lord has done. So we get to say, hey, guess what? Kendrick prayed two weeks ago for a sister. And now you're here. Look what the Lord has done. And we just testify. And we just testify. And we just testify. And we just testify. And we just just talk about what the Lord has done. And so that's what happens. So in in Deuteronomy chapter 11, it says, teach them to your children. Teach your children. Teach your children. Teach your children. Tell them what the Lord has done. And, And really what he's actually talking about there is, Tell them what tell them the law. Tell them who I am. Tell them what I'm about. Tell them what it means to believe in me. Tell them what it means to follow me. Tell them what it means. Teach them. Teach them my commands. Teach them everywhere. Teach them in the car. Teach them out. Teach them everywhere. Teach them everything about me. And you know the thing about the law is that because we are rebellious, because we're rebels and we we're not trying to submit to rules. We only see the law as a set of rules but what the Lord's showing me that the law is is the law is actually a written form of his character the reason why the first one is you can't have any other gods before me is because there's no other gods before him the reason why he says to not steal is because he's not a thief the reason why he says not to murder is because he's not a murderer the reason why he says to not commit adultery is because he doesn't commit adultery the all of the the laws are actually like the written expression of, of him of his isness i don't even know how to describe what, what i'm trying to say there but it's the law is the written it's the written code of him and so the more you know the law the more you understand who he is and that's why that's why it's to be taught so then you go to judges chapter 2 and this is what it says in judges chapter 2 it says after joshua sent the people away each of the tribes left to take possession of the land allotted to them so they've gotten to the promised land they've been warring for i believe they warred for five years so they've been warring and finally it says that joshua sent the people away each of the tribes left to take possession of the land allotted to them this is judges chapter 2 and the israelites served the lord throughout the lifetime of joshua And the leaders who outlived him, those who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel, Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. They buried him in the land he had been allocated in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. Then it says something super sad in my opinion. It says after that generation died, joshua's generation the generation of people you know joshua if it wasn't for joshua and caleb i don't know when the israelites would have taken the promised land because joshua and caleb were the only two out of 12 that even believed they could take it and and so they took it and it says after that generation died another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the lord or remember the mighty things he had done for israel And the reason why that is, is because no one told them. No one told them what the Lord had done. Nobody was talking about what the Lord had done. And I'm not even sure people were. What I bet they were doing was I bet they told everybody what they had done. Because that's what we do. Because we're so concerned about our life and people loving us and accepting us. We take credit for what God does, but it's not us. I I really believe that's what happened. I believe that all these people who spent these years fighting all those people in the promised land just went around telling everybody how many people they killed and they didn't give God credit. It was one generation. All it took was one generation in the promised land for no one to know what God had done. That means that nobody that took the promised land told anybody about what God had done. In the Bible, 20, it's, I believe it's 20 years is one generation. Like it just did not take long at all for nobody to know. And then it says the Israelites did evil in the, in the Lord's sight and served the images of mole They abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors who had brought them out of Egypt they went after other gods, worshiping the gods of the people around them, and they angered the Lord. Then they abandoned the Lord to serve Baal and images of of Asereth. Just made the Lord burn with anger against Israel, so he handed them over to the raiders and sold their possessions. Like, the most powerful thing in existence is our testimony about the most powerful thing in existence, which is the blood of the Lamb. And if we just interpret the scripture in a very face value type way we can understand why our world is in the position that it's in and it's because we're not telling anybody about what the Lord has done you know I remember I remember whenever I was young and my mom's in here right now I don't know if she's ever heard me say this but when I was when I when I first met Jesus I wasn't living for I didn't know how to live for Jesus actually that was really it I met him I wanted to be about him but I really just there were things that I liked that i didn't let go of and so we would have conversations a lot about how can i call myself a christian if i do these things and i really didn't have an answer because i didn't know i didn't know how to defend my faith yet and i was doing the things that we were talking about and so at one point i just shifted from trying to talk to her about jesus to i just started telling her everything jesus was doing in my life so every time, you know, if I needed an extra book for school and I didn't have the money and all of a, and then they just had a book on sale and it was the book I needed, I would just be like, oh, my gosh. what so the Lord did. He just totally provided for me to get that book I needed or whether it was paying for food or paying or I remember I used to go to this restaurant with my buddy all the time, we would split a hamburger and because it was a double burger. And one day somebody paid for all of our meals, you know, and I just went. I remember going home and telling my mom, like, you'll never believe what God has done. And so a really long time ago, I stopped preaching to my parents and then I just purely started telling them what God was, what, what he had done. And I just only told them testimonies about the Lord. And what's cool is, is because I've told them so many testimonies, which when I was testifying to them, it was warring against the enemy in their lives, in the strongholds that were held up in their lives and mindsets in their lives that were, that were holding them hostage I testified so much that at some point they started asking me to teach them about Jesus. So it was, that's what I tried to do in the beginning. I tried to preach to them. And then I realized I just need to tell them about the Lord, tell them what he's doing. And I did it for so long that they started asking me to preach to them. And so, because so much of that stuff in their lives had been broken down and that's what the world's missing. The world's missing our testimony and and we're missing our testimony and our friends are missing our testimony and our, our spouses and, but we're also not being taught how to give our wounds to Jesus so that he can heal them so that we can have a testimony. And I just want to tell you that brokenness is a prerequisite for Jesus. Your wounds don't scare him. Your wounds draw him. It's like a shark. If that shark was love, like he smells blood and he's just drawn to it. He's drawn to the wound. He's drawn to the brokenness. He's drawn to the lameness. He's drawn to the blind. He's drawn to the hungry. He's drawn to the thirsty. He's drawn to the rejects. He's drawn. He's drawn to drug addicts. Like he's drawn to me. He's drawn to me. What I was doing wasn't pushing him away from me. What I was doing was showing him how much I need him. And he just came in and sw- he just swept me off my feet. I was never planning on Jesus, but I never had a chance. And so it's time to let him have your wounds. It's time to let him have the thing that you think he's not going to accept. Um, <clears throat> It's time for him to have the thing you don't want to give him. It's time for him to have the thing that you don't want to tell him about. You know, if you sit in a room and you always if you're willing to talk about certain things, it's time for him to have the thing you don't want to talk about because he wants to turn it into a a testimony. He wants to, he wants to heal it. You know, I've, I found porn when I was a kid. I found tobacco when I was a kid. I found drugs when I was a kid. I found dip, dip, cigarettes and alcohol. Um, I was, you know, intimate with, with, with girls before I got married. I mistreated women. Um, I dropped out of school. I dropped out of college, changed my major five times. I've had, Lindsay and I have had 12 miscarriages. We've had, I went to rehab after I got married. Um, I've lied to people. I've stolen from people. I've let all, I just, I I can't even tell you how many people I've let down. Plus I've let myself down so many times that, you know, there were several times where I just was, I just didn't want to live about, I didn't want to live anymore. I was over it. I've disappointed myself a million times. I have lied to myself a million times. I have, I mean, I just have done it. Like I've done everything that there is. I've been, uh, I've been mean to my parents and (coughs) I've I've just, I've been a bad friend. I've been a bad husband. I've been a bad dad. I've been a bad, I've been, I've done it all. And in the end of it, and I've also been religious and not knowing what it meant to be a son. Um, and I remember being free. I remember being bound when I thought I was free and I really just thought I was free, but then I found out what freedom was. And then I realized how bound I've been the whole entire time. And I say all that to say that I've got testimonies about everything I just talked about. And the way that you know that I have a testimony is that I'm not afraid to talk about it. I've reckoned he's, the Lord has reconciled me with myself. And because he's reconciled my relationship with me, And I love me and I accept me and I forgive me then I don't have fear and shame associated with me and so I'm not afraid for people to see me or hear me or know me and that's the gift that he has that's that's powerful